Awesome conversation with Mallory and Scott Sibley. They are awesome Bitcoiners and educators that have put together the Shamari game and now Goodnight Bitcoin, which is an amazing book that is really primed to teach people about the history of how Bitcoin and the Bitcoin network happened. Shamari teaches people about how the Bitcoin blockchain works in an awesome game of memory. And y'all, these two have done some incredible work of creating these sneaky little orange pills that educators and Bitcoiners and uh, children can all start understanding a lot of the crazy, complicated, big ideas in Bitcoin in a very uh, just natural and, uh, and intuitive way. So um, this was a really great conversation. Uh, these are two, you know, a great family that's doing great things to make Bitcoin more uh, you know, family, family friendly and more wholesome. And, uh, again, great, great education. Check out Shamari, check out the game, check out the book, learn more about everything they're doing and enjoy this podcast. Bitcoiners, I am sitting across the screen from Mallory and Scott Sibley, the creators of Shamari and Goodnight Bitcoin, and two passionate Bitcoiners working in Bitcoin education for uh, the younger generation, those little Bitcoiners out there. Uh, Mallory and Scott, welcome to the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for having us. It's been a, been a long time waiting, so we're excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, Scott, you got introduced to me like some point in 2019. Um, and, you know, I obviously got a copy of, uh, of, your, of your game when it first came out and, and did a video on it. Um, and since then, you know, y'all have been, you know, really doing some really fantastic work. So I'm excited to get to know both of you a little more closely and hear a little bit about your, your, your personal and, and, uh, and Bitcoin journey kind of together. Um, so I guess, why don't I just kick it back to both of you? I mean, why don't you talk about um, discovering Bitcoin and then how that turned into a, you know, a, a joint uh, venture uh, on this kind of game and book series? Yeah, absolutely. It's been quite a story. It has. I'll, maybe I'll kick it off since that I started down the path and then uh, hooked Mallory in, if you will say. Um, Please. So I'm kind of that typical late 2017, 2018 um, newcomer into the scene, you know, number go up join in, see what's going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of people over that three-year period since then maybe had been pushed away, but instead of that, I just kept diving deeper down the rabbit hole. Um, slowly pulling Mallory in, you know, probably getting more tired of me bringing things up when we're having dinner or watching TV or that typical husband-wife story. Um, and kind of just kind of kept gravitating towards, you know, there, there really is something here. Obviously, um, when it came to things for adults, um, podcast books, uh, the content that everybody's pushing out. I recognize that helped me so much, but our, both of our backgrounds, particularly mine, I've been in the education space for 13 plus years, um, or kind of on that traditional education and really recognized, okay, there's a gap here for kids. Um, and that really is what led us to what kind of where we are today with, with Shamri over the past two years. And it's been a, a wild ride. And I think really, um, I'll let Mallory answer for herself as well. But once we started creating Shamari and the, the, originally the game and now the book together, it really helped kind of open the possibilities up for um, her side of things to see where it could all go. 
Yeah. Um, I, like Scott just said, I think he got into it first and was talking to me over dinner, over, you know, TV screen time. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't have much interest, but it's funny once your money starts getting allocated uh, more and more towards Bitcoin, you start paying attention. So I would say it was about a couple of years ago that I really started getting interested. And that's when we, you know, that's when we started having conversations around teaching other individuals and we have a daughter ourselves and how could we start introducing these um, really basic elements to her the the game card game came first and um, now we're happy to talk about good, good night bitcoin our our newest release uh kids kids book that talks about how two little friends satoshi and how go on to create bitcoin money yeah and actually i'll just put a fine point and maybe bring full circle for this audience um, we were at obviously Bitcoin 2021 last year, had a, a little table set up in the esports room. And um, that was an overwhelming experience in a positive way, just the amount of reception we had. And I think as a kind of couple and as well as Mallory being more of the newcomer as we started creating things out, just being able to really one for the first time face-to-face -face, interact with the people that we've been selling to or being able to get the game in their hands for the first time really helped kind of put the nail on the coffin and say, okay, um, you know, thanks to a conference like you guys put on that really helped us say this is this is the way we want to go with things. Awesome. So th that's exciting to hear another Bitcoin 2021 success story. There's a ton of them, but um, it, it's always awesome to hear about it, especially on the podcast. Um, so I, I want to kind of dig in a little bit more to, okay, so Scott, class of 2017, I was also class of 2017 getting into Bitcoin. Um, what was, you know, obviously, you know, you have the urge to bring it up all the time. Bitcoin fixes this, what, yada, yada. There's all these things that are wrong. Like Mallory, I guess, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, as your collective savings kind of are going, being allocated more and more into Bitcoin and Bitcoin's also generally appreciating, you start paying attention more. Like, what was that journey like for you? Like, and what was that education like? And uh, when did you decide like, hey, you know, I, I'm actually not neutral or negative on Bitcoin, but I'm actually like, this is important. Yeah, good question. You know, I was never negative on Bitcoin. I always found it a little bit interesting, even if I was just half listening in the beginning, I still found it intriguing. So I would say that once I got, what piqued my interest was the white paper. Actually, uh, Scott shot it my way and I reviewed it. Um, I also started listening to some podcasts and then uh, Scott and I would just have lengthier discussions. And I wanted to know a bit about the intricacies of it as well, um, about mining, about you know how many would be created, why, how many could be created each year. I, I kind of wanted to know those details. So once Scott started explaining those to me, um, on a very, very, very basic level, I started to get more engaged. Um, and then of course, you know, when we started making a little bit more money, that that made me more interested as well. Um, but it was fun to go full circle when we created the Shamari game because it started teaching those basic elements in a fun format that um, helped me learn at first. So I was hoping, and what we've heard feedback from other people is that it also helped them learn the basic elements of, of mining. Okay, so, um, you know, obviously, I think Shamri is not just something that can help children learn, but, you know, adults too, because we have a massive information asymmetry, right, in terms of like, here's this thing, it's really important for Bitcoin, it's potentially really, really important for 
uh, energy generation in the future and like the the future of mankind to some degree. Um, but yet the world doesn't understand it. Generally, the, the general narrative is that it's bad or wasteful. It could be done better. Um, I guess, like, did you have a journey at all with mining? And like, uh, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, how effective the game is at like, kind of like showing at least how it works, maybe not debunking the FUD, but at least showing how it works? I think the front, there's two stories that come to mind. Um, one, I'll go with the more recent one. I was chatting with with somebody and we we're talking about ways to, to work together. And he said, yeah, you know, I got the game. We started playing together as a family. I think he has two kids. Um, and the grandparents would come over and we'd, we'd play together and I'd talk through kind of, this is why, you know, game is played like this. So like except the basics of mining. And he said within, I think it was within like a month, the grandfather had gone out and started mining himself because he started playing shamaring. And that was, it blew my, I hadn't heard that before. That was um, a new one. It was about a month ago. And so I said, wow, that that's something. Uh, we hear about the kind of the kids getting pulled in or stuff like that, but the, to hear a grandparent um, really engage that much uh, was shocking. Flip side, flip side was um, one of our first live events here in Southern California. Uh, we were up in Orange County and um, there was an individual uh, involved with one of the, the larger public mining uh, uh, companies. And he was standing there, came over to our little booth. I'll leave him anonymous for now. And he said, wait a minute, is this game teaching kids or adults about like the mining process? And I was, we're like, yeah, you know, that's, that's how it does it. Um, he's like, this is amazing. I'm looking for ways to teach my new employees, my board, uh, potential investors about mining all the time. And this does it in a way that's more simple than anything I've ever seen. And to have somebody at the top of a public mining company say something like that um, at our first event in person ever because of COVID and all the shutdowns in California, um, it was probably a, just an experience that, you know, we could have never anticipated that morning when we went and set up our little table there. So those are two kind of spectrums where yet, like you said, it's not just kids, it's adults um, being able to kind of learn the concepts in, a, in an easy way. That's where it all starts, make it easy and people can grow from there. Wow. So uh, again, Shamari is kind of like the game of memory mixed with like the basics of how mining works. Do you guys want to kind of talk about the, the process of like one understanding it yourself and then distilling it into the game and what that was like, just because like, I never thought of it this way, but like theoretically I could see every single mining firm as part of their onboarding kit is like, all right, we're going to play Shamari. And like, this yeah. is, you know, make sure you understand how this tech works. Um, I, I think that that's kind of just a, 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 an amazing example of like the distillation of a complex idea. So back to y'all. Yeah, do you want to kind of walk through the gameplay? Sure. Yeah. We actually have a card game right here. So that can kind of be a visual. Sure. So it starts off, like you said, with the game of memory, um, where we have these fun little characters, all different colors, kids like them, adult likes them, um, and they're going to start down face down on the table. Um, and then there you go. CK's got his oh, perfect. Got there we go. There we go. Oh, go ahead. You're going to basically, you're trying to match a nonce and a target. So yes. pull out one of those targets. So going back to kind of the process of mining, as it got down to that simple notion, well, there's lots of things going on. But at the end of the day, all these computers are high ASICs are competing to really to, to create that hash. And that's by taking a nonce and a target, making sure they sync up in one way or another, get it completely basic there. So when you flip over 
two of the cards perfect match up. nonce and target match every time you do that yourself you earn a bitcoin reward and you start building the blockchain so you start off with a genesis block of the genesis block on the bottom there it is other side and you're going to build it up to a block height of 10. when the block height gets to 10 the game ends and whoever has the most bitcoin rewards wins but what we came to find out from talking to families who have played is that they take it a step further and they say not only did that individual one because they have the most um they earned the most bitcoin but everyone won because we all worked collectively to build up the block the build up the blockchain and then we've seen families even take it a step further where they start conversations and they say, okay, well, you earn two, um, you earn two Bitcoin rewards. I earned three Bitcoin rewards. You know, um, our son or daughter sitting across the table earned five. So let's have a conversations around how much that would be worth today, how much that could be worth in five years and what that was worth, you know, two or three years ago. So lots of conversation that's happening. Um, and we've been yeah, just overwhelmed with the feedback. Yeah, and to your point, CK, um, some of those conversations on kind of the, the company side of things, um, we're very interested in working with those organizations to be able to, whether it's onboarding or marketing materials for, for conference swag, all the above. We can do branded games, branded books if we go that direction. But those, um, to your point, those are the ways that as new people come into the space, they can kind of get low stakes, start learning the basics. And that's, that's kind of the, the role we look to play in a fun way. No, I mean, totally again. And it's just like Bitcoin magazine is a Bitcoin only publication. We have everywhere from like hardcore convicted Bitcoiners to like new, you know, interested casual people who are just kind of curious about what's happening. Like, how do we, how do we service all those people without offending the other? Right. And how do we kind of like try to like get people down the funnel and, 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 and continue to educate them and, and have a discourse about Bitcoin that's appropriate. And I think what you two are building is, you know, that very, very tip yep. top layer of, of that education funnel. And it's just so important because 99% of Bitcoin users have yet to adopt, right. Have yet to realize that Bitcoin's important and whether it, they're going to realize it's important because they're an engineer working at a mining firm and learning about how mining actually works from a game to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, a, a kid who's just growing up with Bitcoin. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, again, just turning mining into a game of memory um, and the mechanics of that is, is pretty revolutionary. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, was it difficult to come up with a game? Like, how did how did you come up with the idea in the first place? Are you looking for more kind of ways to translate a Bitcoin mechanic into like uh, a game that's like uh, pretty easy to play? Uh, go through all that. Yeah, it took probably about a year um, of kind of walking through the the uh, the process, the idea from kind of end a beginning stage of okay, here's the the general concept to what it turned into. Uh, we had a lot of different. Um, versions of it. So at the end of the things, like we searched for those, um, there's kind of the fun monsters on the cards. At the very beginning, we started getting too intricate, uh, where it was actually, okay, we need to have block heights and transaction IDs and all these things like on the card. And it, it's too overwhelming. Like you said, we're, we're the tip of the iceberg. Um, and so kind of going through that process, it was one of the largest, pro hardest processes unrelated to Bitcoin was um, finding kind of the designer to be able to work with. That's not Ideally, you wanted to find somebody who had a Bitcoin background. That proved to be a little too difficult given what we were trying to do. Uh, but trying to find someone who could kind of create these characters that were coming out of our heads 
um, to be able to really make them come to life. And so that process uh, probably took you know two or three months um, from beginning to end. And then uh, the manufacturing side of things um, at the beginning wasn't wasn't too bad. You know, we could go through it um, and get get our gains within a couple of months. But now sitting here today, it honestly takes you know four to six months for us to be able to to get a shipment over here. So it's a whole new side of thing. We had never created a physical product before. Um, never manufactured, never shipped internationally, never created our own website. Um, we've done it all 100% on our own outside of yeah. having the designer come and, and help create these things. But everything else has been done with our own kind of, okay, let's Google it, figure it out and go from there. And we're packing boxes together every night. So every single person who orders it, we are hand, hand packing the boxes. I'm writing the thank you notes. Um, it's always on my handwriting. So we just appreciate every single person who's been supporting this journey. Yeah, it means a lot to to the two of us. It's just the two of us. Yeah, us too. And uh, Charlotte, our daughter, help, helps throw the stuff in the box every once in a while too. So there's a there's a third unpaid worker. Oh, man. Well, um, I'm sure that you, you're going to be hodling for Charlotte. So she'll uh, <laughs> see the yeah. fruits of, of her labor at some point down the future. Exactly. Um, thinking about you two like having all this inventory potentially at your house and all this kind of stuff it just reminds me for bitcoin 2020 when it got canceled i was holding on to all the stuff for the store at my sf apartment and man my wife was pissed we had this stuff for like nine months before we could get it out of there into miami for bitcoin 2021 um and just having all that inventory there is it's 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 definitely not easy no, it's definitely not. We hear we hear it from uh, both and I said our house and we also have a uh, grandma down the street who who holds a lot of it, too. So we hear from her um, on a, a pretty common basis as well. She's like, Scott, it's time to start selling, my man. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, but all jokes aside, I want to kind of pivot a little bit to like, you know, talking about kids growing up with Bitcoin. And like I was having a conversation yesterday with the Bitcoin magazine contributors on our weekly chat. And they're talking about like, you know, they remember going to the bank with their parents when they finally started making money and opening a checking account. And that was like almost like a ritual. And now we need to have Bitcoin rituals and Bitcoin education. And there's no way to use Bitcoin where the UX just completely eases it out. You kind of have to get it a little bit. Otherwise, you might make a mistake. And I feel like, you know, Shamri kind of fits perfectly in that, right? Kids are learning about Bitcoin and financial education as they're growing up. Bitcoin is a part of their lives. They have to understand at least some of how the blockchain works, you know, at least to kind of get how their money works. I get, you know, I want to pass it back to you two. And, you know, how do you think about kids growing up with Bitcoin, educating them about Bitcoin, you know, the need to at least understand a little bit of the, the fundamentals and basics about how Bitcoin works and, and what that journey is going to look like moving forward. Yeah, I can take it for how we talk to our daughter right now. And then Scott can take it for um, when she gets a little older and how we might talk to our, our nieces, our nephews. But, you know, right now our daughter is Charlotte and she's only two. So very, very young. But already she understands the logo of Bitcoin, and she understands that she could use Bitcoin to purchase items in the same way that she could use a printed money. And at a two-year-old level, we think that's really good. <laughs> so we've gotten this far um, from playing the Shamari game, but also just from bringing her into conversations, you know, like even little things like from the conference when we had the Bitcoin stickers, 
you know, we put those on her mirror in her room. We read her goodnight Bitcoin and we talk about, you know, the friends like Satoshi and how, and we, we talk to her about like, if you earn this Bitcoin reward, you could buy, you know, this toy at the store or this train or whatever it is. We bring it down to her level. And I think just bringing her into conversations right now, just the idea that she's aware that Bitcoin exists and that she could use it to purchase things is in my mind really incredible for her age yeah. now when she gets a little older we're gonna have to bring her into more detailed conversations but i think that's a way that parents who you know are already have you already have bitcoin themselves but they don't know how to start those conversations they ask us that and we always just tell them like make it as simple as possible kids really like simplicity and just what they hear they observe they absorb yeah i think all those are, are perfect points and um over the summer, we were at the park uh, and I was overhearing a group of, say, five or six kids playing. I think they're playing some sort of game of capture. Um, and one of the kids got captured and he started negotiating his release from being from being captured. Um, and he started doing it by offering them uh, the, the Roblox, kind of the digital currency and uh, whichever video game that's in. And it just it popped. I knew this from the beginning, but I, I was sitting there thinking anybody who doesn't think that these kids are going to have trouble are going to have trouble with something like bitcoin as they grow up it's crazy they're they're already interacting with digital currency on a daily basis when they're playing these video games um groups like you know thunder games and mcgox that are incorporating bitcoin into the games that's only going to ease the adoption uh, with stuff like that so i think uh, whether it's physical games like ours or games like video games that's going to help as well as you know going to mallory's points yeah right now charlotte's too um, we just kind of talked to her about how things can uh, get purchased using Bitcoin, but I know of other parents. So for example, um, uh, Daniel Prince paying Lauren um, in sats every time she's helping to host the, the podcast uh, that they're doing together, things like that. So for chores, you can really set up, set up a, um, a, a non-custodial blue wallet uh, to be able to have, so you can have less control, still less worry about something going on. You know, those are all okay. Um, have something simple open up their own, uh, not not the debit card, but actually just have their own fold account where every day they can go in and spin the wheel. Um, you know, that's something very simple. You don't really have to worry about them losing it per se. It's, it's all built into the app. So things like that can all really wrap around to kind of help that adoption. And truly, that's not just for a, a two-year-old or a six-year-old. could also be for a 60-year-old. Um, we're all, we all have to start somewhere. Yep. going to take a break from our programming to tell you about the resurrection of our print magazine, starting with the El Salvador issue. Starting this fall, Bitcoin magazine will be available on newsstands nationwide and at retail stores such as Barnes and Noble. Don't want to get off your couch though? No problem. You can also go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. So skip the line and get each issue shipped directly to your front door with our annual subscription. I'm talking four issues a year that contain exclusive interviews and profiles with leading Bitcoiners, actionable insights on the state of the market, breaking news and cultural trends, along with powerful photos and artwork from the best artists in the world. Subscribe today and get 21% off using code podcast at checkout. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at checkout. The world of crypto can seem like the Wild West sometimes. Soaring highs, crashing lows, celebrity shills, and new coins popping up seemingly out of nowhere every day. Look, we get it because we've been there before. 
At Bitcoin Magazine, we aim to filter out the noise and help newcomers concentrate on the signal. That's why we focus on Bitcoin only. Learning about Bitcoin may seem intimidating at first, but we've worked hard to break things down in a simple and digestible format that anyone can understand. Bitcoin Magazine has launched a free 21-day email course that teaches you about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. You'll receive one new lesson each day that covers a brand new topic as we guide you down the Bitcoin rabbit hole with quick and easy 3-5 to five minute reads. Not only do you get the free course, but everyone who completes the quiz at the end will earn some free Bitcoin. Start learning and earning Bitcoin today. Visit b.tc forward slash 21 days to enroll. Yep. I love that. And it's, it's just about repeat exposure to some degree, mm-hmm. but also when it comes to like teaching your kid about and your kids about Bitcoin at a very young age and the importance of money, um, you know, it, it, it kind of amazes me that there's no kids being born today that don't live without Bitcoin, you know, that have lived without Bitcoin. And, you know, they rec- like they recognize Bitcoin is this like new kind of money that they can own. And uh, I think that that is huge because that's the biggest challenge today is like legitimizing bitcoins in the mind or bitcoin in the minds of most people something that i've noticed that you know and i think that bitcoin does this is i think bitcoin makes financial literacy a lot more important because like it's so you know it doesn't kind of sugarcoat money i feel like fiat money is like sugarcoated it has a bunch of bumpers on it they want to make sure you don't get hurt and you make sure you're in a walled garden and all this stuff and bitcoin's so raw and real and like you know, if you make a mistake, it's over, that kind of thing. And you need to understand why it's better because of its real monetary features that it it almost like is like this catalyst for financial literacy. Do you see like children growing up with Bitcoin moving forward? Like, is that like a boom for financial literacy moving forward in your mind? And, you know, I guess, are there any anecdotes you can kind of bring to that, that idea? Like I said, one of the things, one of the kind of analogies that I always that always pops in my head. I don't know if um, either of you did this when you guys were uh, back in K twelve school, but I remember um, in elementary school going and there would be a, a group that comes in for a day. They kind of set up the the mini kind of um, city, if you will, um, in your auditorium, and everybody goes in. You get a, a checkbook. Um, you can go around. You play a role um, and kind of learn how money works in that environment. Uh, today, there's groups like Junior Achievement doing the same thing. Well, all these sorts of things, me as a you know late 30-year-old, remembering about balancing a checkbook, I don't ever balance, I probably balanced a checkbook five times in my life by the time I had to actually do it. But as a five-year-old going through that process, I still remember that today, 30 years later. Um, and so being able to, to have that financial literacy young, um, they're going to, like you said, they're born into this at this point. It's not going anywhere. So it's just going to be commonplace, and the more commonplace it gets, the easier the, the easier experience gets. Uh, we all know that that's going to come. We're still in the early stages of the game, where they're just going to they're going to pick up a phone. They're all going to be picking up phones anyways. Um, they're going to know exactly how to you know swipe a QR, or not swipe, scan a QR code, um, go off and and get what they need, um, and really never have a need to to physically touch money because it's easier. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just a fact. Like we don't need to carry around things. Um, that's only going to hold us back or cause confusion or stand in lines to, you know, exchange currency if we're traveling from from San Diego down to Mexico for the day um, to grab some tacos like that. It's going to be so much simpler as things go forward, especially for the kids. 
No, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. Um, like just to kind of like take this question a little bit further, like I personally, like, I kind of think Bitcoin is to financial literacy as like the printing press was to like literacy, literacy, right? Like almost like, you know, we had to listen to the, like the great priests of central banks and like the, the orbiters of your bank account, um, to like, have, you know, money in, in the modern age. And, you know, Bitcoin kind of makes it available to everyone and makes anyone able to kind of like understand what their money is doing, own their money, control their money, and have the right to all of the things that Bitcoin gives you the rights to. And I feel like, you know, we live in a world where no one saves, right? Like the financial incentives are broken. And, you know, again, I kind of have this like in my mind, like we're in the dark ages of, of finance. And like Bitcoin is kind of like taking us to that, the light of literacy. Is that like too like cosmic? I mean, like, do, do y'all see it that same way? I mean, Mallory, I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts when you hear someone like me saying something like that? No, I do. I do agree. And I think what I love about kids and about this younger generation is that maybe us as adults, we overthink it because we've been taught fiat and we've been taught the banking industry. And now we're starting to, you know, people have to second guess themselves, or I believe that's where a lot of Bitcoin doubt goes. But what's so like innocent about children is that they don't overthink things. And so I think if they're introduced to Bitcoin, even just a little bit, and it makes their life more simple and they don't have to go to a bank and they can do everything from their phone because they're already on their phone anyways. Um, and they can manage their own thing. What we do know about kids is that they love control. If they can manage their own wallet. Then for them, I think, I think it works out even better. I think it's us adults who really get stuck in our head. And maybe we talk to our parents, we talk to an older generation, and then we get in our head even more, right? Because they ask more questions because they're really stuck in their old habits. But that's what I love about the new generation. I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think they like simplicity. You know, it, it really does make sense. Do, should kids own their own Bitcoin? Like, what do y'all think about uh, the dynamic of, you know, anyone can have a wallet on their phone and theoretically as much Bitcoin as, you know, as they can get onto it? Yeah. I mean, on a very, very, very small level, in the same way that I think you would give your kids a really small allowance. And if they lose their allowance, then they lose it. I mean, on a real, like I'm talking minimum, no kid probably should have an entire Bitcoin on their <laughs> wallet. That would be obscene. But if you Satoshi's, I could see it. That's my personal opinion though. Yeah, I think that they have to learn those lessons yeah. uh, somehow, kind of teach them, you know, don't get burnt, uh, be able to keep track. Whether mm -hmm. you start directly with, you know, okay, diving down into what seed phrases are and back at like, you should probably keep some of those in, in the back of, <laughs> back of the closet to make sure that if something goes wrong, um, you can kind of find it wherever it goes, but kind of teach them those lessons to let them mm -hmm. go through it. And I think like Mallory said, most adults will be surprised with how easy they start picking things up, whether it's mm -hmm. related to a wallet or anything else related to Bitcoin, like kids are sponges. Um, they're going to consume this faster than any of us. And that's partly why when when you listen to people um, talk about kind of the, the adoption of Bitcoin and the S-curve and how kind of escape velocity, it's not just because of the number um, going up. It's also because of this generation that's coming in. They're going to adopt it faster than, than all of us. Um, well, you know, the three of us sitting here probably adopted about the same, similar sort of pace around the, this age, if I'm all guessing. Um, the ones above us probably maybe took a little longer, but a 10-year-old today, 
they're going to, it's not going to take them that long. Just like we're seeing now, you know, the difference between the people who came in like, like you and I and Sika, you know, sweat 2017, 2018 compared to, to 2021. Um, it's like, you know, night and day, especially given all the, the content that's out there to, to help people move along. So that's, that's part of the reason I believe that that adoption is only going to um, accelerate from here is it is because of the kids. Awesome. Well, I think this is a good point to talk about your book. So, you know, Goodnight Bitcoin just came out. I want to hear about, you know, the idea behind the book, you know, what, you know, you mentioned the story. It's like the story of Satoshi and how, um, but let's, let's do a little bit more of a deep dive on the book. Sure. So I love reading and I love reading to our daughter. Um, and we also just love reading together as a family and a little bit of my professional history is working with kids um, and, you know, teaching them various things. Um, it's sort of a teacher role. But anyways, so I realized the importance of reading together as families and how kids absorb information through reading, uh, particularly through fun illustrations at certain levels as well. So we wanted to create a book that would allow us to have these, you know, Bitcoin conversations um, with our daughter and because she's so young, Goodnight Bitcoin or Goodnight, any of the Goodnight books are a huge hit in our house. So there's Goodnight Moon, Goodnight Gorilla, you name it, Goodnight Baseball, Goodnight Soccer. And so we kind of started there. So we created the book based off the characters in the game. Um, so some of those fun little monsters that you see at the nonce and the target cards, they're also, you know, intertwined in in the pages, but it's about a little friendly monster named Satoshi with a really good idea who wants to create Bitcoin money. So he gathers up some of his friends. He goes with Hal. Um, he goes to the park and finds them. Um, and then some of the people in the book, you know, some of the monsters thought that doing that was impossible because that's a little bit of reality <laughs> that comes. Um, so they, they come together, they meet friends from all over the world and they create the Bitcoin network. Um, and then it starts going through the sacks, through the nodes, through um, through the miners. And it, it's just a fun way to have that conversation. And we've been getting photos sent to us through Twitter of, you know, kids reading it, kids sleeping with it at night. Um, some people have the, have the pictures, the book set up right next to the nodes in their home if they're mining. Yeah, all those are awesome to see all the time. And part of the reason um, not only we went this direction because our, our daughters in that two-year-old kind of toddler range is the game is really good for kind of that four or five on up through adults um, audience, but really to fill that gap from from infant to, to you know three or four year old where these books are so common. And so, yes, it's a very, very simple, easy to digest um, storyline. It's not meant to dive deep into the weeds of, of what's going on, but just kind of lend those basics in a fun way. And, and going back to kind of your question around how the game was created. Part of the reason we ended up going with kind of this this Bitcoin monster theme in the game is because we recognized, okay, this ideally isn't just a game. We want to keep spreading it out from there. And ideally, the same concepts seen in this start of a game can be spread to other things. And so that's why uh, we had the, it took so long to kind of create these monsters, have them be engaging for not just kids, but adults too, um, and to kind of be able to leverage those throughout many different products um, and different ideas that we have in the back of our heads. And so yeah, the game was kind of that, or excuse me, the book was that next step, just kind of fill that early gap. Um, obviously, it's, it's really a niche within a niche. So we're it's the Bitcoin audience niche down to Bitcoin parents uh, or kid, or adults who are trying to, to uh, orange pill friends who have parents. So it's an easy way, you know, low stakes. Hey, here's a book, read with your kids. 
uh, have fun with it um, and kind of put it in the back of their heads. Maybe it's, you know, five years from now, they remember, oh yeah, I remember reading that book. I, I can become more comfortable with the concepts around what a, what a note is just from hearing the word once. Mm-hmm. And that's really what studies say, you know, once you start hearing these words over and over again, even if you're not understanding them, that helps lay that foundation of comfort um, so that whenever the time's right, it's going to help you kind of take those next steps. No, I mean, again, I love it. And like talking about the, like, it's like the game is like, how does mining work? The book is like, how did the Bitcoin network get created? And how, like, almost like, how did Bitcoin get bootstrapped? Um, You know, and it's like, these are big ideas that, you know, you're kind of distilling into a way that's like very uh, just natural to uh to you know almost anyone really like if it's natural to a toddler then uh, or a two-year-old then you know of course you know it it, it is understandable uh yeah. for someone you know someone who's older um i'm curious you know what's the next kind of like story or education about bitcoin that you're looking to tackle and even like how do you even get inspired is it would be an interesting uh, thing to hear <laughs> they kind of just randomly uh, have that moment of epiphany, um, <laughs> to be all honest. Uh, I have a game in the back of my head uh, built kind of around the concept of the Lightning Network. Um, it's I haven't started flushing it out yet, so I'm not exactly sure um, how it will take shape, but that, at least in the back of my head, is one of the next things. Um, we've also always had in the back of our minds being able to create, um, turn the monsters into um, animated videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to spread that, whether it's you know, actual, you know, movies or series, um, being able to, you know, license them out and work with other um, uh, groups to be able to do that, or, you know, being able to build curriculum and video content around the game. So we actually um, just created a, a video, um, uh, our first video related to that. There's four others that we've scripted um, that we're looking to have created. Um, and so kind of that, that video curriculum side of things is also something we're looking to explore uh, both internally as well as with some others that we've talked to, um, especially people like um, you know Isaiah Jackson um, and the work he's doing with the kids. So he has his um, he calls them the summer camps, but they're going to be held around the year. Um, so the, the the camps that he's putting around um, the first one was in Charlotte over the summer, uh, where he had 50 kids um, in there for uh, about two weeks, I believe. Uh, part of that was using Shamari um, to learn about mining uh, and going through that process. So we, we're going to keep working together on some of that stuff. Um, there's a gentleman um, out of Slovakia, uh, Dusan, who his mission is to educate 100 million people about Bitcoin by 2030. Um, he's working with a few hundred schools in Slovakia um, to embed it into their financial literacy curriculum um, um, over there. And so he's uh, got about 50 games that he's starting with to start start pushing it through that network over there. So a lot of it does also center around okay, this is a game, it's STEM authenticated. So for, for those who may not be aware of what that is, so STEM is science, technology, engineering, math. And it's a very common vernacular in the traditional K-12 sector. Um, and so our ability to get the game certified, it's not, not an easy thing to do. Um, certified to be STEM authenticated really helps us for the game specifically, get it into that traditional education system, hopefully, uh, to be able to, okay, it's got this seal of approval, uh, that lends the 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 gateway to to open the doors, and that just those little things can help us kind of break the barriers down into the more traditional networks that they're not going to go away overnight. We know they're rapidly changing. Um, so the more we can work together to try to to make that happen, uh, we're all for. 
feel like this game is like this secret little orange pill that you're sneaking <laughs> into all these little places. Uh, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Um, and yeah, I mean, it makes sense, like covered the story of Bitcoin, you know, the lore of Bitcoin in a book, covered how the main chain, uh, you know, blockchain network works. Next is covering lightning. So I kind of see a pattern here and you're tackling <laughs> these big subjects in really awesome ways. So uh, I definitely have to applaud you and, and you and Mallory on uh, you know, doing such a great job. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what comes next. Um, you know, kind of curious um, if you two were to each kind of have a last word for the Bitcoin magazine audience, you know, what would that be? And I guess I'll, let's start with you, Mallory. Like, um, you know, what would you want to see from uh, this audience of hardcore Bitcoiners? What would I want to see? Well, keep giving us your feedback because it is just the two of us, uh, Scott and I. I'm always trying to grow my knowledge, and I'm always interested in feedback of our of people who have purchased the game or who just enjoy the idea of Shamari as an education tool. If they have an idea of a game or a book or something that we haven't thought of yet, a video, a cartoon that could push our mission, which is teaching kids and families and parents of all ages um, in a fun, um, engaging way about Bitcoin. If anybody has any ideas, we're really open to it. Um, I think Scott and I, you know, just as a couple, like owning this business, doing everything ourselves from updating the website to packing to you name it, because it's just the two of us, we're really open to like engaging and hearing from clients and just hearing from anybody in the Bitcoin space. Like we're out there, we we want to make these relationships. We want to make these connections. So if you're out there listening and you have ideas, we're super open to feedback. We're, we're learning as we go as well. I'll, I'll second all that. Um, I guess I'll also add on, you know, like you said, CK, these products can be both the game and the book, kind of the, the secret orange pill. Um, so for people who are out there, both, you know, um, uh, in the U.S. and, and worldwide, because we know this is spread around mm -hmm. everywhere, um, if you're running Bitcoin meetups, if you're looking for ways to, to engage with those sorts of things, we've started um, started here in Southern California, working with the, the San Diego group and the Orange County group and the LA group who are all awesome. And we've seen kind of the, the way that being engaged with those networks can help not only us, but also help those groups kind of bring people in. So if you're, you're already running a Bitcoin meetup, um, if you're thinking about it, uh, you wanna kind of work together to, to leverage what we're building to, to help your network, shoot us, you know, shoot us a note. We're always happy to connect. We can connect virtually. If you're close by, we can, can try to come out. And so there's that sort of thing. Um, going back to the earlier comment, just to put a fine point on it. If you're a company, whether you're in the mining space or anything related to Bitcoin, and you see our tools as a way to help educate your current employees, your future employees, um, your, your uh, uh, clients that you're trying to engage with, there's ways we can work together. And, and that simplicity and fun aspect is something that people, people really want. And so kind of being able to be open to those discussions as well as what we're happy to. And last but not least, we'll obviously be um, at Bitcoin 2022 next year. we got a ways to go, but uh, come visit us. Come visit us. Uh, we'll be uh, set up there. So come say hi and, and uh, get to meet you in person. Awesome. Well, uh, I love it when you, you end by talking about the Bitcoin 2022 conference. We're working hard to make it just you know, head and shoulders above Bitcoin 2021, which was already uh, quite the amazing gathering of Bitcoiners. Um, I'm curious, um, Scott, where can people find or learn more about you and, and Shamari and other things like that on the internet? Yep. So Shamari is, is shamari.com. So S-H-A-M-O-R-Y. So if you, actually, we never touched on this. The name Shamari comes from 
the mixture of SHA-256, so that's the, uh, the hashing algorithm found in the, the Bitcoin network, mixed with MORI, which is the end of memory. So going back to the earlier comments, the game of memory. So smash those things together. That's where the name came from, for those who are curious. But shamari.com um, is where you can find the website on Twitter is where we're the most active. So there's Play Shamari is our Twitter handle, or myself, um, I'm Scott M. Sibley. Uh, Mallory's the lucky one who gets to stay off Bitcoin Twitter and, and, and live blissfully. <laughs> and so uh, you can find uh, myself and find us in either of those spots. Um, we're also, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We're not too active over there, but Twitter's the best place for the website. And anybody who's interested in, in grabbing a game or a book, uh, feel free to use the code Bitcoin Magazine for 10% off. Um, welcome to, to drop that in there anytime and, and we'll send stuff your way. And uh, whether it's us or, or the little Charlotte packing it, it'll be hand packed and, and sent off to you. Man, well, I'm going to have to put in an order using my own discount code to, to get the book. <laughs> I have Bitcoin Money by the Bitcoin Rabbi on my coffee table, so I have to add Goodnight Bitcoin to that. Okay. So uh, all my guests can, you know, educate themselves <laughs> about, you know, uh, how Bitcoin works in the history. Um, both of you, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll definitely put the promo code into the show notes as well. Uh, and yeah, to all the Bitcoiners out there that are unfortunately on Bitcoin Twitter, I'm also there at CK underscore snarks. Uh, you can find Bitcoin Magazine, this podcast and everything else that we're doing at BitcoinMagazine.com. Uh, and anywhere where you uh, listen to podcasts or watch videos, uh, we're there. We're on Rumble, we're on YouTube, we're on all the podcast players. So give us those five star reviews, give us a share, check out Shamari and all the things that uh, are coming out from Bitcoin education. And uh, with that being said, stack stats and catch you later. Peace. Yep. 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 Yep.